I'm Liam McClendon and this is Dragonheart. Hello and welcome to this week's Dragonheart. I am your host Bill Long and today I have with me Mark Griffiths and Neil Williams. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Eastleigh game, uh, Andy Cannon signing for Wrexham, it was a little bit of a out of nowhere, and the FA Trophy preview for the game against Scunthorpe. This is Dragonheart. I'm Harry Lennon and this is Dragonheart. So, the Eastleigh game, lads, uh, that was satisfying, wasn't it? Very satisfying. You know, I said to Mark on on Saturday, I think that was one of the best away performances we've had all season. You know, as a team, they all played really well. Eastleigh didn't have a sniff. And I said, you know, it was one, one of our toughest games we go to for away, but we do very well at Eastleigh. But uh, it's never easy at Eastleigh. But this time, it seemed they, they, they played so well. Eastleigh, you know, we had... One shot they hit the bar and one shot the Howard have to save down to his left. And that, that was it. Yeah, absolutely. When you, I was quite interesting for me editing the highlights afterwards because the commentary was on it from the stream, which was Eastley's local radio. And they were incredibly complimentary about us. They really yeah. thought we were great. And, <laughs> pardon me, it was like three weeks ago, the Notts County won 2 0 there. And they were basically saying, that there's the Notts County game, they always thought they were in with a chance and they were disappointed not to get something out of it. They were saying from quite early on, they didn't feel they had any chance against us. They thought we looked a, uh, just a level above them and a level above Notts County. And they were very, very complimentary. And, and that's quite good to hear, I think, isn't it? The, yeah, you know. yeah. It's oh, it's, it's encouraging. I, 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 it's the most satisfied I've been with an away game this year, mm. personally. Uh, D- Dorking was really good, but that's a team that, you know, without without wanting to sound too uh, negative, because they they they've done really well over the last couple of years, and they get where they are, and yeah. they seem like a really friendly, welcoming club, and all that sort of stuff. But you know that that's a team we were expecting to beat. Whereas with our away form, I'm and Eastley sort of. Uh, being in good form and they gave us a bit of trouble at the home game. Yeah, that I, it, it was it was magic. Um, I mean, if you look at the table, Dorking had a great start of the season and, and I, I wish them well as well. I, I like them a lot, but they've sort of reverted to the mean now, haven't they? And, and we played them at the start of that process. So it was an excellent result there, but they are now dropping down towards the relegation spots, aren't they? So... Mm-hmm. It was a game, you know, at the end of the season, I suspect we look at that league table, uh, the league table and think, yeah, talking away is a game you should be aiming to win. Whereas Easterly, you said second best home record after us. Um, but we, we never looked in doubt, I thought. Yeah, considering, you know, they, they'd only lost a home to Notts County. I thought we totally outplayed them, outfought them, outbattled them all over the pitch. Um, and as you said, Mark, you know, their, their commentators were very, very complimentary about Wrexham and said they were, our team were far above even Notts County and far better, you know, just yeah. the quality players that we've got on the pitch that uh, were able to raise our game and the passive skills we had, we were we were far better than County and hope that bodes well for the rest of the season. What? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. I, I don't think there was a player that dipped below 7 out of 10, really, was there in the ratings and, and, and the vast majority of them were, were better than that. So, sorry, Mark, you were going to say something. No, 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 nothing important. I was just going to say, what did we think of O'Connor being rotated in for James Jones? 
obviously Jones has done very well this season, but I, I was impressed with O'Connor. Yeah, he seems to give a lot more freedom to um, Luke Young. Seems to get up the pitch a lot more, which I, I don't know whether that was the tactics, but the, you know, with him being in the midfield there, I think it made a big difference to, to Luke Young. And Luke had a couple of shots on on goal. You know, one hit the side net, and the other one the keeper saved. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it worked really well with O'Connor on there. Whether it was just resting Jones for a, a game or two, but um, yeah, I mean, we've got the options out there, and you know, it's it's made a huge difference. Yeah, and those fixtures are going to be coming thick and fast. You know, we've already seen one of our games postponed and, uh, you know, we, God knows what the weather's going to be like for this weekend and whether that game will go ahead, although we will come to the Scunthorpe game later. And other teams' pitches as the season go on are going to, are going to uh, limit us and, you know, to be able to switch uh, O'Connor in for, for Jones and then, you know, maybe uh, if, if we have a game and Young has to come off and Jones is playing, it's fantastic to have those options, isn't it, Mark? Oh, 100%. It's terrific. I can't stop thinking about the one time he really heavily rotated the team for a league match, which was the Chesterfield away game, when he did change things around considerably and we lost. And he hasn't tried it since, so I think he sees it the same way as, oh, that didn't work. But if you're going to have a strong squad like ours, you need to rotate a bit to get the full benefit out of it, I would argue, and to keep players happy. And I know we'll talk about him later, but Cannon coming in adds that midfield rotation. And it's just interesting to see it work so well, because as Neil said, it it did necessitate Luke Young slightly changing his role to more the role that we've normally been accustomed to seeing him playing in. More box to box on the right of the three. And yeah, he was excellent. And O'Connor's composure on the ball and his ability to keep the ball moving, I think is was good and I, and I wonder if it's a coincidence that our most controlled away performance came when O'Connor was able to regulate play in the middle of the pitch and we just looked in complete control and in the second half we just had we just did a bit of game management didn't we really there was never any sense that easily we were going to come back in it as you said Neil they had two shots really one was a good shot the one hit the bar but it came completely out of the blue um and then the the, the, the long range shot that, that Howard saved Oh, I mean, he'd be mortified if he let that in, wouldn't he? It wasn't a difficult save. So they didn't, they genuinely didn't trouble us. We kept them at arm's length so comfortably and they're a decent side. It was it was brilliant to see. Yeah, we've been saying how physical they are as well and, you know, that they show what the six card, yellow cards they had. Yeah. yeah. Reading, reading your stats earlier on, the, on our, our website and, yeah, six yellow cards, which is the most any teams had against, I think, had against us. Um. Yes, they were physical. I mean, there could have been a red card in there as well, but uh, no, we, we managed the game really, really well. And Eastie were no threat to our goal whatsoever. We defended very well. Uh, we got back in numbers to defend as well. Uh, and then Palmer came into his own in the second half, holding the ball up, mm. um, which made a huge difference. I mean, he was a little bit maybe absent, I would say, in the first half, but second half, he was, he was superb. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting you bring Palmer up. Of, uh... Uh, the only negative chatter I've seen online, and, and in fairness, you know, I've talked about uh, how people react online quite a lot on Dragon Heart this year, and I don't think there was that much negativity at all. But the one slight few comments seen was that Mullen and Palmer didn't really get into the game. Uh, but I mean, if you then go, if your strikers are having off days, maybe the wrong word, but if your strikers don't score and you score two anyway, 
Who cares? Yeah, it's you won 2-0. Like it's, <laughs> most, most teams in most divisions are not going to have their strikers score in every game and we become a bit spoiled, haven't we, that they usually both score or one of them scores in every game. Yeah. Yeah, that's generally at home though. I mean, home games, we're, we're guaranteed one of them will score, but uh, away, does it matter who scores? It doesn't matter. To, it's good no. that we mix it up and we've got people all over the pitch who can put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, and, and as well, I wouldn't, you know, they were they were quieter than they can be. They weren't bad. And I, as Neil says, mm. second half, Palmer really imposed himself on those centre-backs in a really pleasing way. And as for Mullen, I mean, he was buzzing around a lot. He was working. Things weren't quite falling for him. But then, you know, saying about things not quite falling for him, he nearly scored that goal, didn't he, when Lee won the ball on the right side of the box and drove it across. And Mullen lunged in. And it was just too far ahead of him. And he got the touch and he couldn't quite divert it in from close range. I mean, if he gets a proper touch on that, if, if it's, you know, if he's got half a step in before that ball's driven across, Mullin scores. And then that's a good performance, isn't it? It's a, a striker who has scored in the game. So, yeah, you're right, Bill. There's no real negatives coming from it, are there? <coughs> Having said that, of course. just to clarify yeah. that yellow card thing, um, what I did... I thought, ooh, six is a lot. And I was looking, and it's been about four times since we dropped into the National League, because so that's 2008, that our opponents have had six yellows. Like they were, that, that, that's the most. Um, and then I thought, okay, let's go a bit further. I knew I didn't have yellow card data from a long time ago, but multiple yellow cards mm. are more of a modern, you know, sort of 21st century phenomenon, I would say, really, or late you know, 90s. Sadly, I didn't have all the data from the, the 90s to be able to judge properly or the like, early 2000s. Um, so it could be a club record, the most yellows against us, or equaling the club record. Wow. I, I, I couldn't say. Although I, I wholeheartedly agree, Neil. Um, it should have been five yellows and a red. Uh, that was a red card. The more I see that McKillen challenge on McFadgen, the more... That's a red. I mean, it's an awful challenge. Dublin, the ref, he's gets one chance to see it. Fair enough. But uh, it was a red card, that. Yeah, he was out in control. His feet were off the ground. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I thought Ford had a very good game in the first half as well. He he controlled the, the wing really well. Ford did and caused him all sorts of problems down the wing. We were constantly able to isolate their fullback against Ford. And... Although I thought that he, Kelly is for the fullback, wasn't he? he? He did all right. He didn't really let Ford get past him. But the thing is with Ford, it's a bit like the Beckham thing, isn't it? Uh, he's He's got the quality to put a good cross in without going past a man and hitting the goal line, mm. doesn't he? So standing off him means Ford will put a good cross in anyway. Um, and I think they addressed that in the second half and Ford didn't have such a three reign. But that was all part of the process of us taking control of the second half and just managing it through without overdo, out overexerting ourselves that they had to commit an extra man back until the latter stages when they brought Vincent on because they had to double up on Ford. Otherwise, he would just keep putting balls in the box till we scored again. So so that, that added to them retracting a little bit and just being able to just control the game in the second half. So even even things like that, when they stopped us from coming forwards, it was too late. Yeah. Well, it's, it was, and there was good performances all around the pitch, wasn't there? You know, you, you guys... Um... I have listened to the hot take. Let me remember. But did you did you choose Elliot Lee as your your man yeah. of the match? I mean that that strike was something else, wasn't it? How he's managed to slip that between the keeper and the and the crossbar, God only knows. Um, but 
what was that three three weeks in a row you've had him as man of the match or we've had him as man of the match really between us yeah I think it's three or four I think I think it's three but fair, I mean he is playing well isn't he gosh in this more withdrawn possession he, it's he's taken to it like a duck to water and that that goal I, I just I just love looking at the technique of it it's so unorthodox it's almost like he's the way he's sort of the mo the, the the motion he puts on the ball almost feels like it's a it's a an in curler with his right foot, but sort of aimed to the wrong corner, aimed like in curling it, but not to the top right, but more towards the top left. And he somehow got some rotation on it, so that curve is sort of up and down. So he curves it away from the keeper and down, up, so he loops it over him. It's a beautiful strike. If almost if, like a dead ball, wouldn't it? Really, the way it moved. Yeah, yeah. it's like the old. Um, you know when Ronaldo scored that the the Folia Seca free kick, the dead leaf free kick, where he sort of hits it low but side foots it and it goes over the wall and then just suddenly dies and drops down. And uh, it's sort of it, that was that sort of contact, but on a moving ball, which I mean, fair play, that was something else. And then everyone tried to copy that free kick, didn't they? But Ronaldo only did it once. That's the that's the great one of the great myths with Ronaldo. Who I think is a great player, please don't get me wrong. But He's always going to take every free kick for Man United, for Portugal, for whoever he plays for, Real Madrid, Juventus. Um, but he's not actually, he's not a great taker of free kicks. He's just a taker of occasional great free kicks. And his stats are terrible. But everyone was trying to copy that, weren't they? They're sort of hitting it and it goes flying over and suddenly drops. But Elliot, <coughs> when the ball's rolled to him, I mean, it's not bad, is it? No, it's not bad at all. And we got to say Lee was unlucky not to get a second goal when their keeper made a superb save. Yeah. From virtually the same position where he scored his, his first goal. But just and, and the keeper got his no right to make that save, didn't he? The bar. It was an outstanding save, that. He had no right to make that. It was brilliant, wasn't it? So It was. Yeah. The, the assist as well. I, I thought that Aaron Hayden did brilliantly to set Lee up. And I also thought he was quietly magnificent, Hayden. He didn't, didn't do any of the real headline-grabbing things, but Oh, he was just there all the time. He was intercepting all that. He was just so smooth. It was a real sort of um, peak Hayden performance, I thought. Yeah, I like to see him when he goes forward, you know, when he stayed, he stayed up there. You know, normally defenders would go for the corner, then go back and defend. But he stayed up there. He, he read the situation, what was going to happen, stayed on the edge of the box, took the ball into his feet, was very calm, looked, looked about him and then just passed it to Lee and wham, yeah, great. Great vision by by Hayden as well, and I like it when he makes run uh, forward runs as well, even from defence. You know, he's so talented and he's so positive when he goes forward. Exactly, yeah, we, we've got some fantastic players in our team now. I, I think with Hayden, the only little thing I think when he goes forward is, I think sometimes when, <coughs> sorry, you look at him compared to Tunnicliffe on the ball. Hayden's more likely to take a chance and try and play a killer ball, a, a bit more impatient, if you like. You, you'll get we're shifting it around the back. He'll be the one who thinks, "Oh, I'm going to hit him now. I can split. I can see that pass. I can split it through, and then gives the ball away." Whereas Tony Cliff is more, "I know my limitations. I, I'm going to be conservative in my use of the ball." But then, to be fair, as you rightly say, Neil, Hayden's a, a force of nature. Sometimes you'll do that, and it'll work. And we've created from the back. He's he's. Oh, I just I love Aaron Aiden. I absolutely love Aaron Aiden. Kids sometimes say to me, "Who's your favourite player, sir?" And I feel like I'm a bit old to have a favourite player. But I also feel a bit like it's Aaron Hayden as well. <laughs> Does that make yeah. sense? 
yeah, definitely. It's it's a uh, ah, we're spoiled, aren't we? We're really spoiled. And it's it's just it's just a shame in a way. Like obviously, it's completely the right decision to to have called the game off against Chesterfield. But when when we've got that sort of momentum behind us to have played that game would have been interesting, wouldn't it, Neil? Yeah, totally gutted we're not playing tonight. But it would have been blooming cold out there tonight. If you know, if temperatures as they say is going to be minus seven tonight. You know, the, the pitch would be frozen even if it'd been you know, unfrozen before the game. It would have been frozen by the end of the game. So it's the right decision. Conditions around the ground wouldn't be safe. Um, yeah, it's a shame, you know. I'd have liked to be there at the race course now, getting ready for the game. Uh, another full house and great expectation that we, you know, we keep on pushing county and maybe county can get ahead of us even further tonight if their game still goes ahead, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it was interesting, uh, the county game last night, wasn't it? What did you think of it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mark. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> what, what, an, what an interesting result. Uh, anyway, yeah. moving on, <laughs> I think it defies it, defies <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, for, for, for the listeners, we, we do record this the day before to give us time to edit it. We're not superhuman. Well, Mark is superhuman sometimes with, yeah. his highlight ed- with his highlight editing, but, you know, we can't all be superhuman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> any any um last words on on the Eastley game? Can I be cliched and say the away support was amazing again, as course, always, yeah. fair play. It's week after it's week. Exactly. I mean, there's there's not much money going around at the moment. And fair play, the Wrexham fans, they dig deep, don't they, to make these long journeys and, you know, in the cold as well. I mean, fair play to them. Brilliant. I mean, and Rob was there as well to see his first away win as well of the team. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, even just uh, I, me and me and Che uh, ended up watching it in, in town and with, uh, with a couple of friends because we sort of organised it and it was just like... The, the town town was absolutely bouncing it. All the pubs that had it on were full, yeah. and it just goes to show you know in in the past when Rexham had been on TV, everyone would have been at home watching it, wouldn't they? But yeah. for it for it to for the town to also be buzzing just goes to show the the atmosphere that's going on at the moment. I am wrestling a dog at the moment, one handed. <laughs> He's trying his hardest to bite me, and uh, I don't know if you can hear him clattering around. So sorry to to you two and the listeners if you can hear him. Chinese That's, artist, the little my nuts. favorite Kylie Minogue song. I'm wrestling a dog <laughs> out of my way. You know, he's uh, he's on one. I'll grab him up. Oh, he's a legend. He's, yeah, as as you can see, I'm probably here. He is. He's a little bit bitey after having his dinner. He's only a pup, so for those of you who are listening rather than Excited. watching, he's a cute dog. <laughs> but old dogs are cute, aren't they? To be fair. That always annoys me when people say cats or dogs. And I, both, they're both excellent. Just don't choose, just enjoy cats and dogs. Well, I've shut mine in the kitchen so he couldn't come in. So I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I've shut the door on my cats as well, but only because they they have different views to me about, you know, Wrexham's tactics. They like they want to play go back to four at the back. And I'm not having that talk on Dragon Man. <laughs> Well, um, speaking four at the back and extra men in midfield in a formation of four at the back, we've signed an extra midfielder. And uh, after this, we'll be talking about the man himself, Andy Cannon. 
I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Hearts. All right. Three, two, one. So, a, a signing that seems to have been shot out of nowhere, Andy Cannon. Uh, <laughs> X Stockport, Portsmouth, and Hull. Mark, what's your thoughts? Fantastic signing that. I, I remember clearly him playing for Scott. I'm pretty sure it was his debut on loan at Stockport, of course, at the race course at the end of last season. And he looked terrific on the ball. He moved the ball around beautifully. He was really good, had a nice range of passing. And they took him off and we won. <laughs> Why did they take him off? It's bizarre. But I think that's an absolutely fabulous signing. He's, you know, there was a great thread. Um, I retweeted it, actually, uh, on Twitter, uh, that was showing, like, different clips of him playing for Holland, for Stockport, and his attributes. And yeah, he's he's a he's an all-round midfielder. He's got intelligent passing. He can sit deep and orchestrate and pass from deeper. Uh, he can get up the pitch. He'll hit shots. He's got a good shot from outside the area. <laughs> he's good at finding space. He's very calm on the ball. He's one of those players who, like O'Connor, can make a little bit of space for himself and reads the game and has a good picture of what's going on around him. Um, he's a proper high-caliber player and a fantastic signing. And it's quite exciting. A lot of the signings we've made since last summer have been, you know, not just adding depth to the squad, adding you know, genuine qualities of the squad. So I'm, I'm very excited about bringing him in. Yeah, I think Stockport were very disappointed you didn't sign for them. I think they were they were after signing themselves, weren't they? Yeah. So uh, we've obviously offered him a good deal to come to Wrexham and he saw the, the vision again at the club and, and you know, where this club's going in the next... You know, four or five years. Yeah, exactly. And he's also, um, he's had a chance to sample what it's like to play at the race course, admittedly for the away team, but that might well have had an influence on him as well. So coming and thinking, wow, this, this club's really going places and the support they get, you know, that might have influenced the man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously Stockport had fantastic support last year as well, but to have, we, we'd have, you know, us and them were the teams that were, probably the loudest and best attended last year. So for him to have come to us, it definitely would have left an impression. And uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I think when our entire midfield uh, is is completely fit, mm. we're going to have to choose who to drop out of Davis, Jones, Young, Cannon, Lee and O'Connor. That's that's um Dilemma. Uh, that is a dilemma, yeah. But do you keep the team, or do you do you mix it up? I, personally, I, I you know I'd keep the midfield we have at the moment, unless there's injuries or suspensions. Yeah, well, I mean, Young's a, a perennial uh, yellow card collector, isn't he? And he's due one more before yeah. uh, having a suspension, so hands might be forced a little bit there. But who who do you bring in? Because when Young goes off, yeah, Cannon look, looks you know like the idea of Cannon sounds great, but the like 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 flight replacement for Young is Jones, really, isn't it? So, do you then go with Cannon or oh, I? Don't, I don't know. I I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions. Mm. It'd be interesting to see, won't it? Really, I mean, does he see him in pairs? Like you said, Young and Jones are the are the legs, the number eights, if you will. Uh, Powerhouses in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that you play one of those. That you play one of Lee or Davis. Not quite, I'd say, number ten, but similar in terms of their creative intent. And then you have O'Connor 
and uh, Cannon as your sixes, your slightly deeper players who distribute the ball. But Cannon, like I said in those clips, are, it's, it, it, they show him playing a little higher up the pitch than maybe I expected him to. And he's, he's you know, lurking 30 yards out, trying to play killer balls, trying to get shots off. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how we use them. Major O'Connor has been used in that way as well. Uh, we just haven't seen enough of O'Connor because injuries keep disrupting his, his settling in process. But, I mean, that, those are six midfielders. I mean, most seasons in the National League, we'd have been delighted to have two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. And, and, and they'd have probably come in as a, a, a new captain or something like that as well, wouldn't they? They'd have been a star signing yeah. just having two. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the idea of playing um, so, someone who's battle-hardened, you know, one of these strong, tough mid-table teams, but you're, you're Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and you're playing them away on a Tuesday night, cold, bitter night, and they've got to face the prospect of one of Jones, Lee, Cannon, Young, or whoever, you know, yeah. whoever to come on for the last 10, 15 minutes is... Is scary. I think. I mean, yeah. there's, we haven't. There's not. Mm, not can't we've got a good midfield, but I don't think there's as much depth in the league as there is we've got now. No. no what I a lovely think... dilemma to have, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Lovely dilemma. He was a Welsh left back, wasn't he, in the 1890s? <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> there's our thumbnail for it. <laughs> Episode title <laughs> sorted. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely dilemma. Oh, Mark, I don't, I don't even. I'm sure, I'm sure, Di will be very pleased with uh, you name dropping him there. Absolutely, he he played for that Abermouthy Rangers <laughs> under the famous uh, manager Gwynvor Gutstrangler. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, I think we've said a piece of Andy Cannon there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> do, do, it's do you bring... comment about it, isn't it? I mean, you know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> just, just you know, do, does he then get phased in, or does he, does he come straight into the side, Neil? What do you think? If if the game goes ahead on Saturday, I would say bring him in as mm. well as all the other, you know, eleven players we're not using at the moment. The one who played in the, you know. For the, for the reserve team, I, I'd put the whole team out there and, and yeah. rest our, our first team squad. You see, if think... they're good enough to beat Blackpool in the reserves who haven't lost all season, you know, we've got a chance against uh, Scunthorpe. And to me, FA Trophy at the moment, bottom of my agenda. Bottom of my agenda. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, won't we? But the fact is that I think, regardless of how strong the side is, uh, I I think an FA Trophy game is the perfect opportunity to give Cannon the start. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, that's that's a good breaking point. So after this, we're going to carry on our discussion about the uh, Scunthorpe FA Trophy game. Hi guys, I'm Dominic Rose, and uh, this is Dragon Heart. So the FA Trophy, a trophy that we know all too well. Mostly, mostly positive memories, I think, for most of us. But as Neil alluded to, you would imagine that this is probably priority-wise bottom of the pile, isn't it, Neil? Definitely so. And you know, at this moment in time, whether it even goes ahead with the way the weather weather is at the moment, but 
yeah, I'd, I'd put our, definitely our second string team out there. Uh, I'd give them all a you know, chance to play in front of it. Although, you know, it's not a sellout crowd, but I'm sure there'll be a decent crowd there if the game goes ahead on Saturday. Um, yeah, give them all a run out on, on, on Saturday and see how we do. Because, you know, for me, the FA Trophy at the moment, this, this season is just a distraction, you know. FA Cup, yeah, because it gives us, you know, worldwide, you know, promotion again. You know, it gets out there. A lot of people see it. Uh, we could end up against the bigger teams, which we have with Coventry. But FA Trophy, do we want to go through the same thing as last season and, and be distracted by it? I'm not too sure. I, I think I don't I don't disagree, Neil. Um, I think Mark may have mentioned it previously that you play the reserves or and if they keep keep progressing, great. Just just keep going through it. There's no there's not that much distraction from playing in the tournament. Okay, it does mean that the odd fixtures rearranged, but if it's reserves playing, then it doesn't actually make a huge amount of difference. Does it come uh, the back end of the season? But there is always that temptation that you get to the quarterfinals, you're two games away from Wembley, and if you get an all right draw for the quarters, do you then play your, your decent side? Or I don't know, how do you feel about it? the league, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. If you're running away with the league, you know, 15 points clear by that time, fair enough. But uh, yeah, time will tell. I, I, I don't think he'll pick the reserves. I think he might pick a 50-50 sort of team with certain key players given minutes. But I think he'll pick a pretty strong team because the way I look at it is it's still a trophy. And Neil, you're dead right. It's the bottom priority trophy. You're absolutely 100% correct. But it's still a trophy. It's still a trip to Wembley. Um, a lot of Wrexham fans are scarred by Wembley, I think, and say, oh, we don't want to go back there again. But we've, yeah. we've got to go back there again. If we're going to succeed, we'll probably end up in playoffs if we're going to the Football League at some point. And, you know, that's where the Cubs get handed out. We're going to have to go back to Wembley. It's not a, it's our performances that were a problem, not Wembley itself. So... No, we no, I disagree, Mark. We're just going to come top of the league in every single division we play in. Never have to play in a playoff, uh, and but also equally get knocked out every single cup competition before we get anywhere close to the the final. Look, it's a, it's a <laughs> that at some point in the twenty thirties, the Champions League final and the Club World <laughs> final, and for that matter, the Galactic <laughs> World Championship because. We will definitely be making first contact by 2028. That's an exclusive from me. Um, then, you know, we need to get used to... All those finals will be at Wembley at some point. We need to get used to playing on it so we can win all the big trophies. Yeah, I've heard the Martians don't have much luck at Wembley either, so hopefully, you know, we, no. we battle them there. Yeah. <laughs> 2028. <laughs> dreadful, dreadful home record, the Martians. Absolutely no atmosphere <laughs> in their home games. Thank you very much. Hey, hey. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, <laughs> this is such a stupid thing to tell you, but I've got it. Um, after the Farnborough game, a couple of journalists, commentators, who had been next to me, who were national commentators rather than local, <coughs> it wasn't BBC Wales. Um, th they did the thing that probably pushes my buttons the most. They haven't seen Wrexham all season, and they they told me about Wrexham. They told me what my priorities are. 
yeah, you you don't want to win in the cup anyway because you need to win the league. Yeah, you because know, I've only been watching us playing in the Blinken National League for 14 and a half years. Clearly, I've not figured out, yeah, I would quite like to get promoted out of this league, you know. So they told me that. And then I ironically said back to them, Oh, I mean, yeah, we want to win the league, but we want to win the FA Cup this season as well. Now, I would argue, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. That's the reaction I would expect. <laughs> they took me seriously and were sort of like trying to talk down to me like some confused, you know, sort of country bumpkin who thinks that because his team's been bought by Deadpool, that means we'll win the FA Cup. And they were saying, no, you won't win this. And I, as you can imagine, that was a red rag to a bowl. So I doubled down and I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was constructing this imaginary run. <coughs> but yeah, well, we'll play City in the next round in Liverpool and Man United. You know, I think I threw in a Boreham Wood semi-final. And they still took me seriously. <laughs> so we do need to get used to Wembley because there's at least one national broadcaster, which obviously I won't say which one it was, talks about, um, is anticipating. <laughs> you know, the one that eats a lot, Mark. I, I I didn't say that, but it wasn't, yeah. Um, they, they're anticipating, they're already doing all of this <laughs> for a, a Wrexham uh, Newcastle United final, which we went, spoiler alert. They are, in this segment, I revealed that we'll, we'll contact aliens by 2028 and that Wrexham will beat Newcastle United in the FA Cup final this, next year. Have you got an. Um... The sports almanac from uh, Back to the Future hidden somewhere in in your house. Well, <laughs> just pre- just predicting all the results. Maybe I do. Hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, looks like Ronaldo will get another shot at the World Cup. <laughs> Sorry. <anyway. laughs> I think he'll pick a proper team or a half strength team with certain selected players like Cannon. Maybe Linton, maybe Mendy to give him time after injuries. But I think it'll be pretty strong myself. I also think Phil Parkson doesn't get an FA, uh, sorry, a cup record like his by picking weak teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, he, he needs to keep his job. Obviously, promotion's the the big <laughs> factor. But Hells Bells, if he can win another tr- a trophy at Wembley, that should, will probably impress the owners. Um, Although I, I I am willing to look at this the other way around, and say, Scunthorpe are bottom of our league. They are in horrific form. I mean, really yeah. horrific form. And so I was trying to work this out, and I may have I may miss someone out here, uh, so I apologise. But I was thinking, if you just rest everyone who started last Saturday, we could pick Lington at the back, Plouffe, Lennon. And I think you'd have to pick Dan Davis or Joe Fountain or somebody as a centre back, as a free centre back. Ryan Austin. Oh, uh, Austin, and also what's his name? <coughs> the lad whose name I keep forgetting. Obviously, the lad we brought back from Swansea, Butler. Oh, yeah, young lad, yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, yeah. all right, so that would be our back three. Our wing backs could be Hall Johnson and Mendy. Our midfield could be James Jones. Cannon and McAlinden, uh, who we may forget, but played quite a lot of sentiment last season. And then up front, we could have Dolby and the new lad Lloyd that we brought in. Uh, uh, or, Ka- or Kai Evans. Or Bickerstaff. And Kai Evans could maybe play in midfield as well. So 
that that could well be a team good enough to see Scunthorpe off. To be fair, so I am points, but I I don't think you owe that route. But I, we have got great strengths and depth, don't we? Yeah, definitely, and and I suppose as well the other side of that is is what sort of team a Scunthorpe going to play. Obviously, you know we won't know that beforehand, but their their form's bad. So do they look to to try and galvanise and come to the race course and try and get a decent win, knowing there's a chance that we might rest some players? Or do they go, we really need to win some league games. We're going to just throw That's our reserves out there. Yeah. Mm. Is, and you know, if it goes ahead and weather season is, the pitch could be hard. You're going to worry about injuries, possibly. So, give me some big decisions for Parkinson to make before mm. Saturday. I mean, just putting Scunthorpe's form into context, they, they drew away at Yeovil uh, on Saturday. And that was their first away clean sheet since March. Uh, they, they, their last away win was Boxing Day. They've won three games all season. And one of them was the first game of the season. So Keith Hill somehow kept his job after getting relegated in catastrophic circumstances. To be fair, he was brought in part of the way through the season, so maybe they just thought he, he's not going to be able to save us. Um, although he did have quite a lot of games. But then he wins his first game and then loses the next six. And then he's gone. They had an interim manager from September when Hill went until last week. That's a hell of a long time to have a temporary manager. And he stepped down because a takeover bid failed. And they brought in a second interim manager of the season now. It's not great for them. They drew on Saturday, but they lost the six before that. Um, they're in the most horrific form you can imagine. And, yeah, how seriously we take it may well determine what what their outcome is, really, I think. It's such a, such a shame to hear that, Mark, because, you know, they're, they're a big club scum for, for our league. And even though we know how it feels to, to be in a bit of a desperation mode, we were lucky that when we came down, results weren't horrendous were they they weren't great we had a nice little run for for a period but uh, i i really feel for him honestly like yeah. not that not that i think it's just as much that if a club gets relegated on their own sporting merit and they don't deserve to be in a league anymore then fair enough but it's very rarely the case when teams come to our league is it neil yeah it's you know i think teams come down think it's going to be easier to go straight back up from our league but you know, it's a tough league that we're in. You know, I I wouldn't say there's a lot of difference between us and, and League Two. You know, the quality and of play and the players of play, you know. I, I think if they, they mix it up and, you know, they have had talk about North and South, you know, League and, and splitting, putting the National League with League Two, that, you know, there wouldn't be a great difference. So, but yeah, you do feel for Scunthorpe. Alderman, you know, not much better. And they're, they're yeah. down there as well, you know. So, mm. uh, Scunthorpe, I would have thought, would be trying to prioritise the league and get some points at the league. So, uh, how seriously they take the FA trophy, I'm not too sure. But they could say, well, you know, let's try and win something this season. But uh, difficult call, really. But also, I mean, I, I'm not sure. what They're five points off safety, which is not insurmountable, but it shows that they are in trouble. Um, mm. So, yeah, maybe they say the trophy doesn't matter. But on the other hand, if they were to get a result at Wrexham, as you say, Bill, against a, a weakened side, which gives them a chance, 
it could give them one hell of a morale boost. It would it would break those records about not winning an away away game all all year. You know that it, it would it, it could theoretically really get that squad energized, just ready for a new manager to come in and then add a few players in January. So. You know, they've got the, yeah, the, I, the I, news that a takeover has taken place now last week, ironically, not long after the the, the, the first caretaker went, step back down again. So, you know, they, they could have this as a turning point, mm-hmm. which would maybe, you know, so maybe they, they might take it seriously from the point of view of just getting the, the squad morale lifted. Yeah, and I wouldn't want us to lose our, you know, 100% home record this season either. Yeah. Well, we're closing in on club records now. I think it's four more wins. And mm-hmm. it's the most consecutive home wins in our history, and I and I mean our history going back to the eighteen sixties. So oh, wow, that's that's another remarkable thing, isn't it? Takes me hours yeah, doing those back to Manoraks. It's scary. I, I can see us possibly going through the whole season without losing a home this season. Whoa, that'd be a thought, wouldn't it? Eh? Do you know what? I take a loss if we've already won the league. I don't really care about the record. Let's. We get to the end of the season and we play Notts County and they need to beat us to get a playoff place. Then uh, let's let them have it, you know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. For what it's worth, I personally, if I was manager, would at the very least pick a semi-strong team because I'd be confident that we will do what you said, Neil, and we will start to open up gaps and that. We let we could end up rotating in the league and, and having a chance to win the league, win the trophy, have a cup run. I mean, why else would you have strength and depth? You might as well use it. Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely, Mark. That'd be a great, you know, scenario to win, win the league and we have a good run in the FA Cup. You know, we go a couple of rounds further, um, bringing more money in, you know, and the streaming is bringing money into the club. So, you know. Well, that, that would be really, that's a good point, actually, Neil. You know, we, we can talk about streaming again in a second, but it would be really interesting now that, that we've got a more established international fan base, what the numbers for the FA Trophy yeah. is. I don't know whether the, whether the this new deal encapsulates the FA Trophy as well, but are, are they allowed to stream it at the price that the club set like they were last year? You know what? I have no idea. I'm assuming. Oh gosh, yeah, it's it's definitely not part of this deal, is it? Because it's the FA Trophy. So if the is club want to charge, good. sorry, John. No, well, last year the, the club charged the tenner, didn't they, or something along those lines? Yeah. I can't remember exactly. So do you charge a tenner, get ten thousand American fans, ten thousand plus American fans? That's that's your 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 little January signing source, isn't it? You know, <laughs> uh, did we? The, Stream the trophy last year. I can't remember. We did, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh well, don't don't quote me. I'm sure I watched the game on stream, but whether that was you're making me think now, Mark. I, I I'd have to dig out. I'm pretty. I'm not hundred percent uh, on it, but I'm pretty sure we did. The FA are quite weird about rights, and with the trophy, they sort of often turn a blind eye. I don't think they turn a blind eye to streaming, but nobody said there won't be a stream. So there must I, I'm I'm gonna guess there's something sorted, but I don't know. It might be on our YouTube channel or the Rexham player platform rather than I don't know. I never I'm, having, a little, I'm yeah. having a little dig now because I'm just uh <laughs> I'm interested as much as anything. Definitely it, it logically speaking, it's got nothing to do with the National League. 
in terms of administration. It's the FA. So unless the National League have some sort of agreements with the FA that they come up with the stream games. Right, um, okay. I, I don't know. They might have done it. I don't, the FA are not, until about the semi-finals, and maybe even not then, they're not that fussed. The final is usually shown live on TV, so they'd look to protect that. But I don't think the FA are hugely fussed about the FA trophy rights, really. <coughs> I don't suppose it's much of a, a money earner for them, really, is it? No. no. Uh, right, hold on. I've got a bit of information here. Game result ticket. It's an entry COVID-19 guidelines. No, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just misremembering. Yeah. Um I can't I, I really don't recall. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I'll have to try and find out. Preferably before Saturday. Well, yeah, there's nothing going <laughs> up on the website yet about streaming, so on the Rectum mm. website. So I'm assuming not. Yeah. I see, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I'm I'm not completely misremembering. There was the game against Folkestone Invicta was moved for live streaming. Ah, right. On the fifteenth of January, so it was moved to half five to avoid the blackout, and it was ten pounds stream through Wrexham player. So right, the Gloucester game, the Gloucester game wasn't, but the Folkestone Invicta game was. So I mean, it, there's a there's a chance it's it's streamed then, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. You'd have well, thought it would have been announced by now if they were going to stream, I would have thought, but there we go. I'd have thought it would be announced if it wasn't. I'd have thought there's an assumption now we're going to stream games, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but where would they be streaming it from, Mark? Because it's not on our website at the moment, and they wouldn't. Yeah. So then, <laughs> actually, just, just a, a dead quick one. It Does the fact that it's being streamed impact your team decision? No. Because... No. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, but I, I like your point about possibly this game being more popular. Should it be streamed with American audiences than with Wrexham based audiences? Because in Wrexham, although there'll be a good crowd for a trophy game, it won't be a sellout. Whereas I think, to be fair, our new fans, their attitude will be it's a Wrexham game, and quite rightly. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. you know, I, I, I would take it more seriously simply because it is a trophy. You know, the FA Trophy final in 2013 is a, a big part of our history. You know, you win a, a trophy at Wembley, it's major. So, to me, it is important. Although, you maybe calculate that a half-strength team will be enough. Yeah. And I well, say half-strength, Mendy just needs minutes. He's an excellent left-back. Leighton needs minutes. He's an excellent goalkeeper. It's Clueth, give Clueth yeah. some time on the pitch back again just to keep him in the swing of things. He's a class player. So it's, you know, Cannon needs minutes. He's a he's a, he's a quality signing. So it's not you necessarily... Remember, yeah. The reserves have been playing week in, week out now. So they've been playing together as a team. So, yeah. you know, they, they should be, you know, maybe not as good as our first team, but they'll be a pretty good team out there as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, speaking of streaming then anyway, um, how... Did we well? First of all, it's fantastic news, isn't it, that that, that our um, fans across the country and and internationally are now able to stream games. Um, the tri first game trial uh, was around five pounds, I believe, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and because the World Cup's on, there is no time blackout at the moment, so they were allowed to to play the games at three o'clock. But how do we think that went, gents? Did you did I well? You commentated, didn't you? So, did you have you managed to see any of the streams commentary or what the 
the quality was like? Yeah, it looked good to me. I was able to see it. Um, I don't think there should be any problem with the, the quality, as I understand it. The platform, the whole platform is being done by people like the, the streaming company that we used anyway. So okay. yeah. the quality is good. Um, the Eastley commentators were good. That's always going to be a, a variable. Um, but yeah. um, then, you know, watch it for the game, not the commentary. Uh, it's, it's probably the logic of it. Well, of course, I'd sync it up with the Wrexham player commentary, as so many <laughs> people do. Um, <laughs> although I understand that one complaint has been that the, the player itself is not very flexible. So, like, they, if, if they, people would pause the stream to try and sync it with the Wrexham player commentary, and then when they unpaused, it jumped to real time. It hadn't actually yeah. paused it. Right, yeah. You just stopped the pictures on your screen. So it might be it depends what browser you're watching it in, or it might just be it's a bit of a clunky interface. I don't think that it's quite interesting. I, I was on Twitter last night looking at a few different comments and 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 chatting to people about it, and it, there was an assumption which I think is a reasonable assumption in 2022, but is a misguided assumption that you know products will improve to suit the audience when there's feedback, not in the national league one. Well, indeed, I think with most football bodies, it's not a case of lots of people say, can we have this functionality added? And they say, oh, you know what? To keep our customers happy, we'll do that. Football doesn't tend to think like that. So they've got some, they've, they've got a platform designed for them by somebody from the outside. And that's that now, I reckon. I don't, I don't think if people say we'd like to be able to pause it and pick it up again at the same point, I don't think that will make any difference to them as far as they're concerned. The text on that. Uh, let's get on with it. I think. Wouldn't surprise me. I know quite a few platforms just use that straight live stream, don't they, where you can't pause. I think mm. uh, it's the, uh, I might be wrong, but I'm sure one of the big providers does like BT or Virgin or someone, and it's a bit frustrating when you watch, well, I've had it when I've tried to watch Premier League games and you pause and then it jumps straight back to uh, the live feed. So that's a, that's a bit frustrating, but it's just positive that people are going to be able to be exposed to the yeah. club, isn't it, Neil? <laughs> Oh, definitely so. You know, I think you know, there's some great comments about watching the live streaming and, and, and there's a young lad who does a blog at Round Wrexham and he's done some calculations and from our remaining home games, he reckons, you know, based on an audience maybe of 100,000, that Wrexham can make like 10 million out of it, you know, which is crazy amount of money. But whether that's true, I don't know. It's just his, his calculations. Across Sorry? the rest of the season, is that? Yeah, yeah. How many young games we got left? We got about half the season left. Right, this, exactly half season. Left, so this was just something he'd, he'd worked out. Yeah, based on various scenarios because we don't know what the the figures will be. But uh, yeah, he, he'd come up with that, which would be you know a phenomenal amount of money coming to a club where we've said before when we, we we were going for the live streaming that we we didn't want any of the money out of it, but we are having. But remember, we're keeping percent for home games. Is it? I, I is it forty percent? You'd have to be getting around twenty thousand per game to be. Yeah, I don't think. Well, actually, no, no. I, I, I think those figures are a bit exaggerated. Is my, is my. It may well be. It's just. I I just saw it on you on YouTube yeah. the other day about this young lad who, who does a blog about every game, you know. So, but that's what he'd worked out. The, the, but, you know, it's, it's still all money coming to the club, which will yeah, yeah. Help, yeah. help us in the January window, help improve, yeah. you know, facilities in the ground for the players. So it's, you know, we can't moan about it. It's a, it's a great thing for the club and for oh, our yeah. overseas, overseas supporters who can watch us 
week in, week out now. The, the one is concerned, though, that when you actually sign up to it, even if you go to the games, you don't cancel your subscription. You still pay for the viewing. Um, my my understanding that was one problem which came to light on Monday or Tuesday was that it said that you'd be automatically charged for the next match unless you opted out. But then some people were saying there was no opt-out option. And they found they'd been charged for right. a Chesterfield game after it had been postponed. Now, that, that doesn't sound great, does it, really? But then again, this is National League's issue, not ours. We offered to set it all up for everybody. You know, we offered, and we offered to give our, all our profits to the other clubs, and the National League decided no. So, you know, any complaints, everyone, you got to contact the National League and say, sort this out, because any glitches are on them now. Yeah, but on the whole, it's a good thing, isn't it? So, oh yeah, know, yeah, brilliant. A lot more people, can, a lot more people can watch the, the games now. Watch, watch Wrexham. You know, we've got all these fans abroad, as we know when we're doing the live commentary, we have them all interacting with us, saying they'd like to watch mm -hmm. games live. So it's 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 only good for the club and and other clubs in the, in the national league. I, I don't mean to sound negative. It's wonderful. It's wonderful that they can do that. It's just um, it does frustrate me that the National League just had a little bit, just got into a snit with us because we offered to do something that would benefit their clubs and they didn't like that. And, and I, I was very petty, I thought, how the National League behaved over this. But anyway, but, but the, actual, the actual fact that the streams exist now is wonderful. The frustration for me is that they should have been, Wrexham, those Wrexham fans should have been able to watch five or six Wrexham games before... Right. This platform was ready because we were offering to do so. So that annoys me. Yeah, I mean, it's we got to be careful what we say about the National League, haven't we? Because no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we will be part of it next season. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we can we can dream. Right. Well, I think. Go on, go on, Neil. I think it's more reality now than a dream, to be honest. True, yeah. It's 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 more of a reality than it ever has been in our time down here, isn't it? You know, the only other time that we've come close was the was the ninety eight point season, and there was there was there was, uh, there was a lot of factors with that, wasn't there? But I think we next time Chase on, we've been we've been well overdue a, a ninety eight point season versus this team discussion, oh. haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I know Chase very keen to do that, so. That's something we can look forward to, I think, in the future. Right, gents, I think that that puts us at the end of the show. Um, catch us on all the usual platforms, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Follow us all on, on Twitter. Follow the club on Twitter. Follow the TikTok. Follow the Instagram, the Facebook, the Carrier Pigeon. Yeah. Anything you can get your hold on. Uh, <laughs> we've been... Bill Long, uh, Neil Williams, and Mark Griffiths. This is Dragonheart. There's only one dilemma. <laughs>